Welcome to the Literary License Podcast, Kings of Horror episodes, where we dive down in to famous horror writers and their movie counterparts. Your co-hosts, Mickey Ray, Leandro Gazi, Kishago, reading horror and watching films and discussing in full bloody Welcome to Literary License Podcast, and it's our end of Kings of Horror Books to Screen as we finish Season 5 and go into Season 6 next month. And today we are covering The Rats by James Herbert and Deadly Eyes, a 1982 film that has a lot to be desired. So before we get started, <laughs> let's find out who we are, who, who's with us today. We got Vicki Ray with us. Hello, Vicki. Hi, everybody. We got Craig Johnson. Hello. Hello, Craig. Hello. Leandro Gazi. Hello, Leandro. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, and I'm your host, Keith Chago. Before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to. Let's start off with you, Craig. What have you been up to since last time we spoke to you? Um, I've been just, well, working on, on annual leave at the moment, but because uh, I'm going to go to Ireland for my dad's wedding. What to, island? Uh, tomorrow. In, Where are you in, going? In Cork. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the first time there, so I can't wait. I'm sure pictures will follow, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've, I've got a new, my new camera ready, so... Get awesome. There, so. Um, I've been planning... Well, me and David have been planning a couple of exhibitions. One to be confirmed for Covent Garden, a, 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 an espresso cafe there. And I've also, in the process of applying for the Lauderdale House annual photo exhibition which is in Highgate um, and it's going to be a show with me David and my mum we're all submitting for photography awesome Um, there'll be probably hundreds of artists there displaying um, and it's quite nice they've got a cafe there um, so that's to be confirmed for I think September time I can't wait to see it yeah it's going to be cool the, the the theme is freedom, so we've been trying to go through as many pictures as possible of what, what represents freedom, so it's been good. But um, and media-wise, I've been watching season 22 Blu-ray collection of Doctor Who. I uh, would have thought you'd be watching that. <laughs> and um, I'm going to start The Sandman today. I saw the first episode last night, and for some weird reason, the rest of my episodes weren't showing up, or I would have binged it probably all in one night. He told me about it just yesterday. It's <laughs> awesome. I just I gotta watch the rest of it today, or try to get some more in today. That's because Neil Gaiman he, he's written for Doctor Who as well, so he's a pretty good author. So I'm gonna it check. Was, it out. I was trying to figure out is he a demon? The guy no, in the bottom. not the sand. No, the Sandman's not a demon. Because they got the Sandman. Right, Mr. Sandman, bring me a yeah, dream. Yeah, bring me a dream. Yeah, I know. I was, he's just a different. He's a different version of Sandman. That's all yeah. that I would have, you know, thought of. Yeah, no, it, it's from it's from the comic book series. I didn't even from know Dark, there was one. Yeah, from Dark Horse Comics. Same people who did um, the Umbrella Academy. That's a comic oh, book series okay, gotcha. Okay, same thing. That makes that, sense. So. It's excellent from what I've seen so far. I'm going to watch a little bit more of it. They also do. They also do the boys, which is also based on a comic book. No film. wonder it's so good. <laughs> and what about yourself, Leandro? What have you been up to? Uh, what have been up? To? Well, I have been working in the development. Um, 
working the two jobs that I have. Um, last weekend, we went uh, with some friends to London to see Lady Gaga uh, concert. It was really good, really good. Oh, awesome. How was it? Amazing. You know, it was really good. Well, we were we were thinking, well, she didn't sing this song or that song or that song. There are so many songs that are, like, famous that... Uh, no, but it was really, really cool. You know, and for me, my, let's say, ruler to measure if, uh, is... If it sounds the same that the the CD or or when yeah. you're YouTube is because it's good and it was exactly the same. So did yeah, they play I, any of her songs from A Star Is Born? Uh, yes. Um, that one for the Shadow. Yeah. Oh um, my God, I love that song. Yeah, that's one that um always remember that way. And I think there was another one, but I can't remember right now. I'm really bad with names. So. I haven't seen her in like over a decade. Like been a while. I I, I watched uh, the Gucci movie the other day. Really Which good. one? The one with Lady Gaga. House oh, of Gucci. okay. Yeah. Not House of Gucci. Yeah. I think it's is it House of Gucci? Yeah, it's, it's in Netflix. And I haven't it? started it yet. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. And yeah, reading um, this book. Um, well, I'm at work. It's like everyone is on holiday, but I'm not on holidays. Uh, sometimes, well, but, and then then at the end of the year, I'm going to Argentina for Christmas. So yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where most of your family is, isn't it? Yeah, they're all there. So uh, I bet you that's going to be fantastic. I'm happy for you. And today's my niece's birthday, so. This one goes for her. <laughs> ah, cool. Birthday. Yeah, up to bed. <laughs> and what about you, COVID, Vicky? What have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking COVID again. Only I'm not dying. This is like a bad cold and it's irritating. I'm really irritated. Just like, don't get me started. I'm trying to be good. We don't want all of our co-hosts to run for the hills. Um, what did I watch? Oh, I binge watched Resident Evil. Did any of y'all watch that? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was excellent. It's just they better make a second season because I want to know what happens. They just can't leave it like that. You know, mm. it, was, it was excellent. It explained a lot about stuff that I didn't understand. I don't play the game, but I know the stories that it explains lots. It was, it was an excellent eight episodes. And I also did start Sandman. I'm going to try to finish watching some of that. And I found this, like, 2005 movie. It probably was a sleeper movie, but it was called The Last Hangman. And it was about Albert Pierpont. He was the last hangman in, in Great Britain back in the 20s. And, and I guess he was hanging people up until the 50s because he was doing all the uh, Nazis from the Nuremberg trial. And it was just a fascinating story. I mean, he got it down to seven and a half seconds. And, you know, and how he got it down to the second and third vertebrae, just like the guy was a total artiste when it came to hanging people. And who'd have thought, you know, so much science went into hanging somebody properly. But, you know, it was an interesting story. It really was. A uh, guy that, I cannot remember his name, the person that played uh, Albert Pierpont, he played the little, was it the rat in Harry Potter? What is his name? I know you guys, he's, he's British. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, he's in off some pet. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I've watched a lot of Shudder lately. 
and not really doing much. It's been so bleeding hot here in Texas. Can't really, been trying to save my garden, trying to spend a lot of time out there, but with a hundred degree weather constantly, you know, all this global warming here in Texas for all the climate cult <laughs> that I still don't buy. It's called summer. But anyway, other than that, not much going on. What's going on with you, Keith? Timothy Spool. Uh, not a lot. Thank been you. Working a lot. Yeah. Been working a lot doing 24 to 48 hour shifts. So that's been fun. Um, but I'm on holiday. So the next Finally. nine days. Yeah, for the next nine be, days. That would so be why good. you're smiling. I never see smiles. So. <laughs> you look <laughs> happy. <laughs> um, I'm going out to dinner with Nina on Monday. Apparently oh, good. How's she getting- doing? She's doing really well. Apparently, there's some award dinner that they're offering. They're giving me some award for, but I wasn't quite sure what she was talking about. So I'll find out on Monday. She's always got something going on for you, doesn't she? Yeah. And and speaking of Resident Evil, I just signed a contract, which I start not next week, but the week after. for writing for the third series of the Resident Evil game for the Biohazard Trilogy. So oh, good uh, for you. Writing, Congratulations. For those, so. Congratulations. So that's, so that's something else I can take off my bucket list. So, you know, so, um, but yeah, other than that, uh, started watching Sandman, which is excellent. Been watching some Turkish programming at the moment. Um, I saw this really good show, Turkish um, series on Netflix um, called um, Your, Be Yourself or something. It's really good, actually. But, um, and then um, there's this new series on Sky Sci-Fi called From, which is kind of like a, a serialization, kind of like basically what happens is that if people come into this town, they can't leave, and the town's run by vampires, so they have to lock themselves in at night. Sounds like uh, 30 days of night almost. Well, this one's a bit different because the thing is they if they – there's like a fallen tree, and for some reason, if they don't turn around, they go around the fallen tree, and they go in the town. No matter what, mother, no matter what they do, so they'll go to the end of the town, and next thing you know, they're back at the beginning of the town. What's it so called? Keep going through it. It's called From. From. That sounds interesting. So it's quite good, actually. It's quite violent and gory. So that was quite good. So. Did anybody so. watch They Them yet on Peacock? I, I either loved it or you hated. I don't know. Kevin Bacon's in it. I, don't uh, I haven't seen that. Or Prey. I meant to watch Prey. Oh, I want to watch Prey after I saw Joe's review. I know. Joe was saying it's fantastic last yeah. night. I have to see that. Yeah. Any Shudder stuff? Um, I haven't really been paying too much time to Shudder. Um, Amazon changed their platforming on their app, so Shudder was kind of... I mean, it might be working now, but they changed their apps, app last weekend. So I normally go in and see if there's anything on Shutter, but right. I haven't gone back in. So, but they seem to be like doing all the, you know, normal stuff, aren't they? At the moment, um, bringing a lot of oldies back. I've been watching a lot of old stuff. There's a lot of cool old stuff on Turner Classic Movies lately. What was I? What I was telling Joe about there, Dago, the secret, the Secret Garden. I think it is. Oh yeah, the Mar- uh, Margaret O'Brien. Yeah, the old one where they one. show it's sort of like Wizard of Oz. They show every time they go in the garden, it's color. And Asher actually sat down and watched it with me. He's 1948, and he actually liked it. So it was kind of cool watching that he actually liked something with that all the CGI and that it. It was a good story. I like the book too. Um. 
I was actually playing. There's a real good computer game called uh, A Plague's Tale um, called Innocence. That's part one. Part two is out in October. But it's about basically this plague of rats. That <laughs> you have to really? Like, you have to like use fire and you have to like sneak around. And it, I mean, the graphics are fantastic. I mean, it's a really good thing, but. It just kind of makes your skin crawl a little bit. So it's like, oh, this so, so I finished that. So it's been quite I mean, good. Really, I mean, rats don't bother me, but I guess in large numbers, as we will probably discuss, it would probably be a little annoying. We got a lot well, of them. I see them walking down the, the, what do you call it, the telephone pole wires. Everybody goes, you're well, crazy. I go, no, they actually walk down the telephone pole wires at night. Well, the problem the problem with rats is they get cornered and they will, come, they, they will go after you. So. Oh, yeah. So... They're not like mice, where it's like if you corner them, they keep trying to run away. So. I remember big ones in Boston when I stayed there. And speaking of rats, this brings us to The Rats, which is a 1974 horror novel by British writer James Herbert. This was Herbert's first novel and included graphic depictions of death and mutilation. A film adaption was made in 1982 called Deadly Eyes. A 1985 adventure game for the Comcore 64 and ZX Spectrum based on the book, which was published by Hodder and Stoughton and produced by GXT Five Ways Software. The Rats was followed by three sequels, Layer from 1979, Domain in 1984, and The City in 1993. The last one was a graphic novel. All three books were sold as trilogy and were very well received by the public and horror fans. What we're going to do is cut to the synopsis of The Rats and be right back to discuss The Rats. This is a synopsis for The Rats by James Herbert. The novel opens by introducing the reader to an alcoholic vagrant resting in an abandoned and forgotten lockkeeper's house by a canal. As he is ruminating over the injustices inflicted upon him in his life, he is suddenly set upon by a pack of black rats the size of small dogs and is devoured alive. Harris, a young East London art teacher, knows that one of his students has a bloodied bandage around his hand. When he inquires as to what caused the damage, the student answers that he was attacked by a rat. Meanwhile, a baby girl and her dog are killed by the giant rats, now aided by packs of smaller black rats. The girl's mother rescues her daughter's mutilated body, but not before sustaining bites as well. Harris takes the student to the hospital and sees the grieving mother with her dead child. According to the doctor, the number of seemingly unprovoked rat attacks has strangely increased. The next rat attack occurs at the remains of a bomb site, where a group of squabbling vagrants are slaughtered. Harris is visited at work by the Minister of Health, Mr. Foskins, who reveals that the bitten students and all the other surviving victims of rat attacks died of a mysterious disease 24 hours after being bitten. Boskins asks Harris to keep the existence of the disease a secret and lead an exterminator named Ferris to the area where the student has been bitten. Accompanied by Ferris, Harris goes to the canal described by the student and sights a group of giant rats. 
Harris attempts to contact the police while Ferris follows the rats, who then attack and kill him. The rat attacks become increasingly more daring as more and more public areas are attacked. A tube station is assaulted, leaving few survivors. Next, Harris's own school is attacked, resulting in the death of the headmaster. With the existence of the rat's disease now becoming public knowledge, a meeting is held in which a young researcher by the name of Stephen Howard comes up with the idea of using a virus to infect the rats. The virus is injected into several puppies which are left in areas of the attacks. The results in the deaths of thousands of rats which crawl to the surface to die. A few weeks later, however, the rats adapt to the virus, at the same time losing the toxicity of their bites. The rats brutally attack a cinema and overrun the London Zoo. Based on the fact that rats communicate with each other using ultrasound, a plan is formulated to use ultrasonic machines to lure the rats into poison gas chambers. Foskins is dismissed as health minister and reveals to Harris that he has been investigating possible clues as to the rats' origins and comes to the conclusion that they were illegally smuggled into the country by a zoologist named William Bartlett Schiller from an island near New Guinea, which had been near some nuclear tests. At his home by an East London canal, Schiller had bred these mutant rats with common black rats, producing a new and deadly strain. They later killed him and escaped. Pursuing the disgraced health minister's past ways of entrance rats, Harris finds the abandoned house and enters it. He goes into the cellar and finds Foskin's corpse being devoured by rats of unusually giant size. He kills them after a bloody battle and discovers the rat's alpha hidden in the shadows, a white, hairless, and obese rat with two heads. Harris kills the creature with an axe in a fit of rage and leaves. The epilogue indicates that one female rat survived the purge by being trapped in the basement of a grocery shop. There it gives birth to a new litter, including a new white two-headed rat. And this is synopsis for The Rats by James Herbert. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Literalist Podcast. We're discussing The Rats by James Herbert. And starting with you, Leandro, what are your thoughts of The Rats by James Herbert? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the book. Um, how, well, easy to read, short um, chapters. Um, I like, but I think comparing to the movies based in a different time and in a different place, um, but I really, really enjoy how we exp- the author explain again. You know, we have other others of that short words explain really good, like really easy. You can make the idea in your mind like really quickly. Um, it was to me like a bit. It was really well explained. Um, how things happen, and then I like. There was a the the part of the that lady that used to be uh, really like Catholic, but you know, like when they go to the church all the time, that are living in the church. Devout. I can't remember the name. She fell in love with a man, 
and then the man uh, uh, kind of joined to go to to the Second World War, and then she was all the time comparing him because he never came back with other people that he, she was meeting, and how all that that ended. But it was like I I it seems like it's all like all like at the same time you know like we associate rats with you know like dirty things and and uh, kind of they're like the bad thing of the society let's say and it's like I find like a kind of like an analogy between that and people the, the, the bad like I don't know I don't know if it's that they're bad but like our wildest side let's say you know like these days that she was like ending like being a prostitute you know and all like and uh, kind of lost uh, I don't know in the backstories, yeah, he had kind of made these little backstories just yeah. so the people could be cannibalized by rats later yeah. on in their backstory. <laughs> Usually, uh, they were they seem like drunken, miserable people that weren't going to achieve anything in their lives anyway. Yeah. You know, like the poor gay guy. I felt bad for him. I mean, he seemed like a, a, a nice person, basically, and back then yeah. things weren't accepted and people were kind of cruel and whatnot. But I mean. It, it he didn't have a, any better of a fate. It seemed like I don't know. Were they killing people that could be considered sinners in society at that time? You know, I mean, what was the point of the author going there? You know. Well, I mean, the the first the first killing is of a lower class family, but I mean, she was married and waiting for her husband right. to come home, and it kills the baby and the dog sort of thing, which is quite gruesome in its own right. I was upset about the dog. <laughs> no <laughs> killing of dogs, please. But, so, um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the book. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. Was it an easy I mean, read, rat- didn't you think? Sorry? It was an easy read. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was part. Of, I mean, when the rats was first published, it's part of the whole pulp horror phenomenon that was going out in paperbacks at that time. Well, there was a lot so, of animal animals. Jaws came out at that time. You had the zoo ones that came out at that time. There was all yeah. kinds of animal horror coming out in the mid seventies. But you also had like, um, I mean, there you can get paperbacks called paperbacks from hell, which gives you a chrono- chronological order of how paperbacks in the eighties were like a lot of pulp. Um, horror was coming out and rats is part of it I mean it, and um, I mean so so what it, what they were basically is horror novels are very short chapters and they're very staccato in their storytelling yeah. sort of thing so what are your thoughts Craig on rats oh um, I, I absolutely love this book it's, it's one of my it's up there in one of my favorite horror books you to read the other ones I've read a couple I read Creed Oh, you did. That sort of affected me as well, but this was this was just a classic beginning, middle, and end. It wasn't too heavy. Um, it was very descript- descriptive. Um, it was. It really was. I love. I love the off-screen. What we call off-screen deaths, but deaths that were set up like with the family and then the uh, the man and. But I love the big. Um, attacks you know like at london zoo that was that was a really good that was upsetting the london zoo and the guy wanted to save his animals i just don't kill animals i don't know if he just I, what is it about that i mean you can watch i know you guys feel the same way about some stuff but you can watch people die 
or anything else, but if it's the puppies. Now, that was another distressing thing, injecting the puppies and feeding the puppies to these horrible rats. It's, it's, like, like, no. it's a bit like when Michael Myers kills someone's dog and you think, no, don't do that. Don't kill the dog, you know. It's sort of like Pippin in Jaws, the Labrador. Pippin! <laughs> well, <laughs> one, one thing that I like is like because all the other books that we have read, now being like this is the closing of the season, right? right. They were like that was like some, some something like okay something that we don't know what it is right something that is beyond something that is like I don't know a ghost this is something real something that's something that exists that is like really near to every one of us right mm-hmm. and that's I think this the, the I don't know like the cool thing is like okay it's dead in like in a different shape well right. it doesn't exist this type of rat that I know um. But well, inter- interestingly enough, um, before Rats came out, um, there was two huge films that were huge box office masses. The first one was called Willard. Yeah. And the sequel called Ben, which, you know, Michael yes, Jackson sang, sang the theme those. song with. Ben, what was that song, Michael Jackson? Us, they look no more. <laughs> so, Michael Jackson's song. What was it? Ben. Was it, it was ben. ben. Yeah, that was the sequel to Willard. So then um, Rats comes along. But I think what, what's interesting about Rats, I, I found, was the simple fact that all you had to do was be bitten by them and you're dead as well. You had 24 right. hours. Sort of like a zombie yeah. bite. Like a snake. Yeah. And I like the idea that like, he was saying that technically, this is what, another thing that I like. is like It's not that if they, they bite you, you die, but just there's no reason behind they, they were explaining that it was a uh, disease called leptospirosis, and it's like this was like something like the that disease, like kind of like increasing in, in power. That's why they was killing you in one day, didn't give you any time. I think it's like they were saying that the other illness in kind of eight days, kind of with antibiotics, you are fine, but it's not with this one because it wasn't giving you the time to to the doctor to check and see what was what it was to fix it. I think I jumped ahead I of myself because also... I couldn't figure out where the rats came from until I got into the part of the zoo. I was going to Keith. I go, did they not mention where these rats come from? And finally, <laughs> the guy smuggled them in from New, from New Guinea, right? Yeah, New Guinea, yeah. After yeah. I, uh, and of course, um, it goes back to the whole, you know, nuke, um, Eight, in the 80s, um, late 70s, early 80s, there was a big fear of nuclear warfare yeah, happening. And so, of course, it, you know, I guess um, Herbert um, brings it back to the whole nuclear, nuclear testing in New Guinea. And then, and then the, this mad scientist decides that basically he's going to breed them. And, of course, they turn on him. I think another thing that's quite interesting about the rats is that if you look at London and the 1400 the, what we, what they had was plague. the plague which was caused by the rats mm-hmm. yeah, but that was caused by the fleas in rats and the, flea, and the big fire of london destroyed it yeah and then and the reason why um the uh, took off is because at that time cats were illegal in london really i didn't know and that had, and after that they had to reintroduce cats back into really no into kidding that's life. an interesting little fact well, cats have just been categorized as an invasive alien species this they this did year. did you read that somewhere yeah. i just read that somewhere yeah. i can't remember where i read it i can't remember where i read that now maybe it's something you sent me or posted or something on instagram but i remember somebody saying something about that just this week past 
Because we saw Disney. We didn't saw Disney do a movie about cats, the cat from outer space, like back in the seventies? Probably. <laughs> I just don't remember, remember that. <laughs> that no. old Disney film. Sleepwalkers. It's got cats in it. Tommy knockers. Uh, sleepwalkers. Yeah. No sleepwalkers. 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 With that was the. That's the one with Alice Creek from Ghost Story. In it. Oh yeah, okay. Isn't that where she's sleeping with her own son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really, really inky for back then. That was cringe, really cringe. For uh, actually, it's quite Seawalkers is quite interesting because at the beginning of our season, we did Ghost Story it had Alice Creek in it, and of course, we did Nightbreed, which had her son in it, Craig Schaefer, who was a Nightbreed. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that was her son. No kidding. Yeah. I did not know that. So, yeah. It's like six degrees of separation. I mean, I think another thing I found what's quite interesting about rats is that they could communicate with each other as well. And that there was like a... And they, they uh, Well, they, they kind of... They did... Uh, they operated on a hive effect kind of thing. That there was like the queen. And then the queen was actually sonaring out and stuff like this. But another, I mean, I guess another thing that's interesting is the politics behind the rats. If you look at that, that basically when it was affecting the poor, it was concerned, but it's only when it started affecting a major part of society that, okay, we need to do something about this. You know, so that was quite interesting. It's like, well, if it's doing homeless people, it's not a problem. Oh, no, (laughs) it's going after kids at schools. Oh, we better do something now. Yeah. Because they say that if you see one rat, there's about a hundred down below near or nearby. So you always surround them. It's like we coexist in this um, symbiosis. Yeah, you wouldn't um, believe the size of the cockroach that crawled up through my plumbing about four days ago, too. And I had just finished watching that stupid movie Mimic, too. And I mean, I was screaming. I mean, literally 2 30, I thought my husband was going to kill me, screaming my bloody head off with a can of rain and a, a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, I don't do critters. Rats would well, scare me here as much. In though. London, in London, they said you're never more than ten feet away from a rat at any given time. Wow. That's what I was told when I was there. A ways the back. <laughs> they must really like y'all over there or something because they seem home well, at I mean, home in, in Great Britain. Well, it's it's the sewer system, isn't it? Here, sort of thing. Um, apparently, if you go in the sewer system, the the rats can be the size of small puppies. Like the size of puppies, they get big in, in New York too. Wow. Yeah, New York they get really big as well. I've seen I've seen them in there. You get alligators over there, don't you? In the sewers, I've never I've I've heard of rare incidents here and there, but I've never heard of anything like yeah. the movie. I don't now. know how much of that's true and how much of that's urban legend, though. A little mm. bit of both, I Long think, because they have found uh, them in the sewer systems. They have, but it's but. A, but it's always a friend of a friend of a friend sort of thing that you hear about it from. You know what I mean? Oh, I, oh it's like. You know, oh, a friend of mine said that their friend yeah, works true, in the true. sanitation system, and okay. Well, people do flush that shit down the toilet, though they do. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, they would have to. I don't. I mean, they, they need oxygen. Alligators do. Well, yeah. So, so, I mean, I would never want to go into air a New York sewer system to figure any of that out. Can you? I would want to. I wouldn't want to go in any city sewer system. Any? In the world. Oh God, no. Those poor guys. Um, Sorry. I I was checking biggest rats ever found. (laughs) Looks like the size of a cat. (laughs) Oh my god. Where was it? 
I'm not just putting it in Google to see uh, in New York. Said giant rats in New York uh, overtaking Central Park. Huge tail. <laughs> yeah, size of a one is like a cat. Sorry. Yeah, cat sized. Ah, uh, there are giant rats in Brooklyn. Apparently, there's more rats than there are people in the world as well. That's what I read. That's what I read. You know, so if they if they become colonized and decide if that's just going to say that something happens and they they're able to effectively work, you know, colonize and work as one, I mean, they could take us over, really. Well, as long as nobody's infecting them with COVID or monkeypox, we should be okay. <laughs> then, 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 then it'll dawn on them. We can take these fuckers over. <laughs> like you never know. They just rats I mean, for to- everything. I mean, the thing about rats, though, I mean, they can actually chew through steel. I don't know about yeah. that. But yeah, no, they can. Good. No, they, apparently, apparently they can. It's like, um, you know, I mean, my, mice, mice can be pretty rotund, but I mean, it, even um, I remember that we had to, uh, there was a hole that they put up in it, and I know my housemate goes, why don't you just put a, uh, uh, some steel there? And they go, oh, that's not going to stop the rats because they, they can actually gnaw through steel. So and I thought, oh, interesting. God. They are they are some survivor first. They're like cockroaches. They survive. They just do. They're just mm. very hardy, even when it comes to you know all kinds of adversity. And well, they can have a, they can have a they can have a litter like every three months. They call them pups. But I read the other day. But I think it's like they can have. Uh, do you call it litters, right? I think like three times per per year, between three and five, but that's all. Is you know, I I was thinking before that because every month they come and be having uh, a no, and it's like I think it's like three times in a year, and then they then the rest of the time, oh no, it must be looking after the the kids. Well, I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, if you take those three, and then and then they be, they're able to have babies with that after the three months old. Ah, okay. So yeah. that's why they. But isn't isn't the, the male rat in the book? Isn't this sort of like the queen bee? It wasn't a queen rat. It was a male rat with two heads. Was wasn't it? it? Yeah, the albino. He doesn't have was hair. It male? And stuff. Uh, yeah, I just remember it was so fat it couldn't move. I remember that about it. It's basically just like. Oh, it's a female rat. I digress. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one female rat survived the purge, and that was the I didn't. Oh, it, that's right. It gave birth to a new white-headed, two-headed rat. Okay, yeah. that's where we pick up with the book. I'm half tempted to buy that book. I want to see what happens. The second one. Domain, I think, is the second one in the three. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I mean, I, I mean, rats are like wasps, and I never and mosquitoes. Like, what purpose do they have in ecology, really? <laughs> really, <laughs> what's their purpose? Wasps, wasps are, are mean. I mean, God forbid. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, they're, they're vindictive. They'll come. I mean, they'll. I mean, they're not like those yellow things. jackets. Yellow jackets are vindictive. They will chase you down at a picnic table. They don't give yeah, a shit. <laughs> they know, are they so know. aggressive. And, I hate God, Texas. Never, never go through a chores a nest or anything like that. With the trash right by. There's trash. Like remember the old A and W in Watertown years, years ago. It had those yellow wasps circling the trash. You'd be ordering shit and trying to save your life at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those fly, flying ants as well. What's the purpose of those flying ants? Oh, man. No shit. 
Yeah. They, they always come off like they always come out like the same time of year. It's like it's like really nice weather, and all of a sudden you get like this really kind of humid day, and all of a sudden it's like they all needs to seem all coming out of the ground. It's like where the hell have they been all year? <laughs> Just waiting for that one day that they all come out, and you have to like be careful because they bite. But yeah. Cockroaches as well. I mean, what what service is a cockroach to ecology? Really? They're just they're just here to give me PTSD. Clearly, it doesn't matter in Texas how clean your house is because they will come out when it's like this. They're looking for water, so they will kind of come in. And they're like, this one was like two inches I had in here. And then Scott said he flushed it down the toilet. But two mornings later, there was another one at its place. So I don't know if it got away from him and he's lying to me. <laughs> but I mean, I was two clockworks. Like I just don't do that stuff. If it was a rat, I would have freaked out less. I never actually saw a cockroach until I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, um, yeah there you go. Yeah, and I, I only saw my auntie's bar. Oh, they were huge. The ones in Tulsa were huge. And after that, I could never eat pecan pie ever again because <laughs> pecan pies look like cockroaches on top of it. It's like never. I was like, I walked into this place, turned the light on, and it's like, and they just scattered. It's like, and then. <laughs> And, you, and, and and they make sounds. The little feet they make click. sounds, and there's a lot of them. They, they click. click. Like, oh, <laughs> it's sort of like that movie. I'm telling you, it's like that movie mimic. You expect them to stand up and have a face. I'm just so <laughs> well, Texas. I mean, where you are, they fly. That's even worse. I know this one had wings. Fly. That's why I had a lighter with an aerosol in a brain. If that thing took to freaking fly, and I was gonna, I was gonna burn the whole. Yeah, house those are, are horrible. The one that come fly. Oh, you got them down in South America. They're probably yeah, inside yeah, the yeah. sanitation trucks there. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, the one that the one that can they can crawl. I don't mind much, but the one that can fly is, is another level. Of... No. No, I don't do them things. Mm. What about um? So, what do you think about the people characters in here? The main male, the main, the teacher character. Harris. Yeah. I, I didn't him understand kind of him as a pro. He was kind of a bland protagonist. I mean, I was wondering why they used a school teacher or a teacher for a protagonist, kind of sort of, you know. It was kind of bland. Um, I mean, his girlfriend apparently was hot. So, yeah. You know. um, but yeah, I mean, it just seemed to be like, and I don't know, I don't under, really understand why he was in the middle of everything. He was just like, he was just like, was he an elementary school teacher? He was an elementary school teacher. I wasn't, wasn't he? sure. I thought he was more high schoolish. They're a little older because of the kid with the hurt hand that got bit by the rat. Wasn't he high school? I thought he was like 13, 12 or 13. Yeah. Well, maybe so. So when I thought to myself, I was like, okay, he's a junior high teacher if you're looking at American ways or look at American grading. But it's kind of like, it's just kind of a strange person to be. I mean, I guess it's the, um, they have an every man in the middle of this kind of a situation. Mm. But it's just like, I just, but even like, he wasn't like versed in I don't know, whatever a specialist in rat, a rat, <laughs> ratatology. He wasn't a ratatologist. <laughs> what was it, Fosky? Or is that his name, Fosky? Was that Fosky? Well, he, he was, the, he, he, he was the just a government. Yeah, he was a health minister. So he, I mean, that. He's that's something you know. That's something else in there, but it just seemed like, um, yeah, it just seemed kind of like, oh, they ran to him every time there was a problem. And I thought to be because because he had a student that got bit by a rat, right? So you know what I mean. It's just so. I mean, I like. I'm not taking anything away from the story, but I no, I didn't. I didn't find him that charismatic. It's just like, 
They were down by this canal. Okay, refresh my memory. I've not been in London in a long time. When they're talking about canal, they talking about they were they hanging out by the Thames, down by the river, the waterways. No, we no, we have a canal. Um, have you ever been to Camden? I don't. I don't believe I was. Uh, Camden, there's a canal, and that canal runs through London. Um, okay. And, it, and basically, the canal in its day used to be able to run goods. Um, I think it ran east and west in it. So it would run goods to the northern part. North, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. North, east, and west of London sort of thing. That makes so they sense. Go for, they go for the Thames, and then there'd be a canal system that they can get it out outside of London. Sort of like the place. Erie Canal kind of thing, same difference. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Now, I mean, you can do canal trips in, all through England now, because that's how... That'd be cool. You know, so that's yes, becoming quite a big thing now. So, but the so. black rats were different from the other rats. There was the imported rats, which were the the ones who kind of had control, and the normal black rats that were that were indigenous to England were the ones that are kind of like the the front soldiers. You know, they sent them out first, and then the the bigger rats were like. I don't know. A bit like Roman, Roman soldiers and their gay lovers. They put the gay lover in the front. <laughs> a bit like that. Yeah, I don't know. I never, I, I never understood that, actually. Especially the Greek soldiers, Greeks used to do the same thing. They, What's they, that they, again? They would put their gay lover in the, on the front lines. In the, and, and then their lover would be behind them as they fought. And I always thought to myself, like... Who made the decision of which which lover was in the front, which one was in the back? Who made that decision? I didn't. I didn't know that actually. That's yeah. interesting. Better you but, than me. Yeah, I mean, I had to sit there and say. I mean, if it was me, I kind of yeah, selfish. I, it, I would, it wouldn't be me in the front line. I'd use I use my other half as like a shield. Yeah, I <laughs> wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> you definitely pushed Scott out there before me. That's for sure. <laughs> Take it for the team. <laughs> I, it's like when we do fire drills at work and they're going, oh, Keith, why aren't you rushing out? I go, listen, I go, there's a fire drill here. I'm just going to grab someone in a wheelchair and use them as a battering ram. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, not my greatest PC moment. But, um, but yeah, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I haven't read the... I had downloaded the sequels, but because I had a bunch of books that had to come in that need to be reviewed, I haven't got around to them, but they are on my Kindle. But I noticed that they moved to the country, and I know there's a second book in this series does go to the country. So it does move to the country. So I'm not quite sure if it does, if the main character continues with the story or is it a new set of characters. But I know by the time that the third and fourth book come, that basically man is an almost no more and the rats have taken They've over. They've taken over. So, did you? I don't know if you guys had a favorite kill in the book, but I had to say my favorite kill was the uh, the bunch of drunks sitting around fighting and arguing. <laughs> it's like, yes, if anybody needed to be cannibalized by rats, it was the the, the arguing drunks <laughs> <laughs> and the woman. <laughs> like the old woman is like, he's like basically like with her little bottle of alcohol, like, and they want her bottle of alcohol <laughs> and stuff. They're gonna. Yeah, they're all gonna thieve it from her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I have to sit there and say, I mean, this is James Herbert's first book, actually. Um, yeah, it is. Um, Not bad, though. 
Still big. Was work- yeah, it was oh, good. I think it's quite good. I mean, he was he was working in advertising, and he said always oh, advertising because there's um in the Kindle one there's a little note from him in there, and it said that all his fellow employees or fellow colleagues are all trying to write books, and he didn't tell anyone, and it came out and became like a huge success sort of thing. Well, that, it must have been like something that. about the seventies. You got the advent of Stephen King and Straub, and and you just got all these great authors just just starting to just crank this good stuff out and i mean a lot of it was about crazy animals you know i mean i guess i guess you know zoos going nuts and animals turning on you has quite a bit of you know well if you look at if you look mileage at, for it so. but if you look at movies at that time like in the 70s and early 80s well more more late 70s where i mean you had to swarm about the killer bees you had yeah um there's always like some kind of animal or some kind of insect or, and if they, if they weren't, if they weren't normal size, they became bigger size, like food for the gods. <laughs> yes. American werewolf in London. Was that that was, yeah. That was, they, they fired him. He used to be the Dr. Pepper guy here in the United States. He did that. He did the, the movie. And yeah. when he showed his bare arse, in the movie, he was no longer representative of Dr. Pepper. Yeah, so he's a pepper, you're a pepper. Or what you want to be, a pepper, too. Pepper too. Yep. <laughs> you were here, you know what I'm Dr. About. Pepper. Yeah, I remember David, David Naughton. Mm-hmm. He, did, he, did he did have a hit song, though. I don't recall. Uh, making it. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. He did. He did that song. It. Yeah, because it was a, a theme song I never that. knew that. Today's the day of him, yeah. I never knew, I guess. Yeah, so he had a hit single, a hit movie, and a hit commercial. So, and then he was um, broke. <laughs> yeah, sadly. So I guess what we should do is maybe um, rate the rats. Um, starting with you, Craig, what do you rate the rats out of five? Um, I'm going to give this five five um, rats out of five. five and what about yourself, Leandro? Yeah, five out of five. And Vix? I'm going to give it 4.5 rat testicles only because I just cannot stand puppies being used for anything. You know, because they injected the puppies. That is just something I can't have in my mind, you know, when it comes to little doggies and stuff. But actually, it really deserves a five. It's actually a great novel. For his first, for his first one, it's an easy read. I mean, you just, I, it was like 203 pages. I mean, you can fly right through it. I found that I was reading it and I, it wasn't I, I wasn't putting it down much i was just continuing reading it and it just really captivated me and um, i like books like that you get yeah. vested in the characters well i was vested most of well you couldn't really get vested in the characters because they were just you know very episodic yeah apathetic dregs dregs of society kind of, and what is with you know, I, I was reading this analogy somebody was some guy reviewed this book i'm sorry if you're out there listening to this i cannot remember your name but he was talking about how this kind of refracted and, and was talking about how British society looks down on the poor and the working class and the elitists are the rats consuming the poor, which you're not supposed to say anything bad about, I guess, over there. 
You're never supposed to say anything bad about the poker. <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, I mean, it kind of fits into um, the movies that we did for the 80s last last month with society. Right. Uh, the rich, the rich suck off the poor. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to rate this for violence. I'm going to say five. It's a really good Absolutely. read. Um, I will give it a four for I did, the characterizations. I didn't, I didn't really like the main character. I kind of wish that we had a, 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 a main character that was in the middle of something that made a little bit more sense. Yeah. Give us a school bit. teacher. Yeah. No, he really, like I said, he was kind of a weird protagonist. I mean, he was, you know, what I, you I mean, I guess, I guess if he was like, you know, like a rat specialist or something like that, it would make more sense. But. Well, there, was there any rat specialist in any of this, though? I mean, Fosky was the only. No, I mean, even even the rent-to-kill guys weren't really specialists, were they? <laughs> even, the red, even the red shirts in the movie didn't have any good protagonism mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So I'm going to give in... it at least one for the dead baby, though. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I mean, it's a good, it's an excellent book to read. I mean, I can't, I mean, it's an easy book to read. I mean, it, it keeps you involved and stuff like this. I um, just if I was going to be panicky about the whole situation, I just kind of wish that the main character was someone I could actually get involved with. I mean, I was kind of hoping that he'd die. You know what I mean? Or well, something. I mean, you kind of, you yeah. had the epilogue, but it didn't really say if he ever did get back to everybody he was missing at the very end. Kind of left well, it open. It was very, it was very negative. Anyway, it's like, oh, I grew up in this area, but now I'm back to this area, and blah blah blah, sort of thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, he, he, even he, he didn't seem to like anyone really. He didn't like his girlfriend that much. I mean, you know, the only yeah. the only time the only time he was in a good mood, he went out, went and met the old biddy in the country. Yeah. So, so, but that's pretty much it. Um, before we move on to the film Dead of the Eyes, um, since this is our last episode, what was your favorite book of this season of Kings of Horror? And I let's start remember. with you, Vicky, because you're the one that's got the you got you're the one with bewilderment on your face. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think back. I'm like, God, God I, I wish you would have warned me because I haven't had my list. What have we done? We've done so much. Dead Zone, Cabal. Battle Royale, Ghost Story. Ghost Story um, Battle Royale. I liked all of them. The I don't want to just pick one. They were all beyond. good. Well, you must have a favorite of those. That the, favorite? I'd have to say Ghost Story was one of my favorites. I love Peter Straub. I always have. I mean, but then again, usually I hate it when, like, when you interviewed us, you asked us our favorite, our favorite author when we did that. I really should have said my favorite author is probably the book I'm reading at the moment because I really like everybody after I finished a good book. But Ghost Story, just I, I really like that book. I don't know. I, I, I wish they would have done a little more of the book in the movie to make it, you know. And Battle Royale was just brilliant. Loved it. I mean, I, I like the ones, especially the ones I were, was not aware of that was new to me. Because it's always nice getting in something new. Because what might be 20 years old and I haven't seen is new to me. And that, that kind of makes a little bit of an impact. And about yourself, Craig, out of the Kings of Horror, what was your favorite book of the year? Um, I really enjoyed The Dead Zone, but I, yeah. and I, but I really liked the writing style of the ghost story book. Um, it was, that was something else. That was on another level. It was. Um, 
and then I like the quirkiness of um, what was that one? Green thoughts about the oh the plants. <laughs> that was very quirky. Yeah, that was like you know that was another. That, that was, was fun. That else. was fun. Yeah. What about yourself, Leandro? What was your favorite book? Oh, I was thinking today. It's really this is a really hard question. <laughs> um, I did start to to mention the. Other, I think I will say with uh, Cabal. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, for example, a little shop of horrors is. It was really easy to to read and really cool to watch. Not so heavy story, but. From, and and the dead zone is, is um oh, what's his name I can't remember Stephen uh, King Stephen King <laughs> yeah I have to go and check the book <laughs> the book uh, because he's my one of my favorite authors but it's really really hard so yeah I think I'll say with the covers. My favorite book's um, probably Ghost Story because it's one of those I've always wanted to read and I finally got around to reading it for this and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I mean, I've read Dark Zone, Dead Zone quite a few times and I do really, I, I like the host. There's parts of that I really do like and I sort of thing. But I have to say my second best book would be Battle Royale. I, I know, it's book. just that I love that. The only the only problem I had with that again is I had to get wrap my name my head around the Chinese the names because when they you have the Chinese the the, the name for the person maybe it because it messes me funny. up in the sentence so I had to concentrate. <laughs> Leandro? Maybe because they were Japanese, not Chinese. <laughs> yes, yeah, Japanese. <laughs> hey, I've got COVID fog here. And I think that's your problem. I told you, you don't need to worry about the names. It's like the Lord of it the Rings. It was the names, though. And if it's, I mean, no, if, no, if it's no. anything this, Asian like that no. messes me this up. Is, this is like the Lord of the Rings. If you try to understand all the cards in the Lord of the Rings, yeah, I'm like older and don't remember all. You have well, it was just it was one. any of the books. Like, um, if you read Ringu and all that stuff, I, I mean, we did the Ring as well, didn't we? So yeah, I mean that was good too. But instead of then the the, the J horror is just the names because I have to, I have to look at the name and then I have to just say, oh, this is a person. Then sentence, sentence, sentence. Yeah. I don't know why I have such a hard time wrapping <laughs> around Asian names. See, that's the reason why I can't read fantasy novels is because of the names. The names. Because you just know that some some author somewhere is just making shit up, just making names <laughs> up. Like, they're putting a bunch of random letters together, token, like as you're saying, like a Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, right. you know, you're just putting a bunch of letters together and just forming forming words yeah. that don't. Yeah, yeah, but I remember before. when I when I when I read it, it's like, as I say, for example, Keith, son of uh, Peter, son of the John, and there's a touch of the mention of the whole family, you know, like going backwards, and then I thought, well. I have problems to remember names, so I thought, well, I'm going to do this. I'm just carry on with the story, and then the story uh, will take me. And then in the end, you get the story. You don't remember. It's so remember good. All. Battle Royale was great. Kind of reminded me of. Oh my god, what can I think of it? Oh, the, I mean, Doctor Lau. <laughs> Doctor Lau kind of did that to me too. I don't know. Oh, Doctor. Oh, I love Doctor Lau. That was great when we did. That. What was the name of the? I can't remember now the name of the. The book before Battle Royale, the one with the they they have the gland in the brain. Oh, uh, from Beyond yeah. by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. See that? I don't know. It's really hard to for me to choose because 
I Doug loved that Lincoln. movie. Barbara Crampton was in that, wasn't she? From Beyond? Was she in that? Yeah. Love that movie. That was just a riot. That was a total hoop. <laughs> Well, speaking of movies, this brings us to Deadly Eyes, also known as The Rats, and also known as The Rat and Night Eyes. It's a 1982 Canadian horror film directed by Robert Klaus, very, very loosely based on the 1974 <laughs> yeah. horror novel The Rats by James Herbert. The story revolves around giant black rats who begin eating the residents of Toronto after ingesting contaminated grain. What we're going to do is cut to the trailer of Deadly Eyes and be right back. They have been here since the dawn of time. They were on the battlefield with Alexander the Great. They were on the edge of Moscow with Napoleon. They're on every continent, in every city, and we do little to stop them. They're here now, waiting, watching. They've gone unchecked, unnoticed. And now, they're monsters. What's the matter? My hand. Something bit my hand. Are you okay? Let's get the hell out of here. The bite itself is much larger than anything I'm familiar with. No, if I had to guess, I'd say something in the order of a Great Dane. Except the dogs don't have the jaw pressure to stab through those metacarpals that cleanly. Would you believe the other day I saw a rat this big? Are you through? No, I mean it. He was this big. Perhaps you could just go and check out the drain for me, please. It's hard to believe that rats, even sewer rats, would attack a grown man. As far as I'm concerned, they're just stories. Overpopulated. Ah! Oversized. And hungry. Ah! Not just for food, but for... Your lady friend was absolutely right about the rats. They've gotten into the subway. The rat population of the world is estimated to be 108 billion, 24 times the human population. Deadly eyes. Welcome back to the Literary Legends Podcast. We're discussing Deadly Eyes in 1982, which is based very loosely on James <laughs> Herbert the Rats. Very loosely. Sorry. <laughs> Starting with you, Craig, what are your thoughts on Deadly Eyes? Um, well, you've cleared it up for me because the one that I've got is a, was a Spanish version and it's called Night Night Eyes. And I got confused. Really? It's the same. Yeah. I had to get, the same I had to get movie, the right? Yeah. I had yeah, I had to get the Spanish DVD as well. I couldn't <laughs> find but, anything. And, and Joe had to send me somebody's it's called My Edited Movie. I don't know how he found it, but he sent it to me. It was a bad, it was a bad, you know, uh print, obviously, but it was a pirate. But it's the only way I could watch it. This movie is not available anywhere except if you yes. buy the DVD for $85. Not yeah. happening, even for my buddy Keith. Yeah, Maybe in, the tourist found it. Yeah, really hard to find. I ended up in, in YouTube in Spanish, a pain in the ass. 
It's, it's, um, <laughs> no. And also the, the, the image, you know, when it has been recorded, I think from an old cinema, that you could see all the little dots yeah. on the screen. So I thought, uh, uh, plus I wouldn't recommend, sorry, this movie to watch. Uh, like I have, I have done others that I say, yeah, this one is a, the story is like, well, not first, not the same in the book. Second is like uh, the visual effects, and I, I couldn't say no. It's not. It's the, it's the year because 1982. We have seen other movies older, or and it's like a bit clever. The rats, some rat doesn't look like, don't look real. It's like a, a teddy bear. They look like dogs. Somebody threw a rug on some dogs. 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 I mean, dogs. <laughs> somebody's. Yeah. I, I don't know what they did, but I was dying. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. There was one when they were in the in the um, underground, and then right. you could hear the the rats. Uh, I don't know what's the name. I don't know how you call it. Like uh, when they do hee 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 like that. Yeah, they were roaring like lions. I'm too. not even you can hear. It was like human doing. <laughs> <laughs> they were roaring like tigers and lions too yeah. at some point. And I'm going, man. <laughs> I have to. I have to say this. Movie had one of the most uncomfortable sex scenes I've ever seen. I know. In a movie. Yeah, what was going on? What was with that too? I mean, it's like what the fuck? And I then he has the teenage girl who plays. She plays in 1984. They always got her playing some form of harlot kind of thing. She's the bad girl in 1984. Oh, the yeah. teachers and stuff. Oh my god, what's her name? But yeah, she that was that was a strange alone. sex scene. I mean, oh, they had to oh, make no, it. No, it Silhouette not the her sex se- scene to make it worse. It's not her sex scene. It's the one with the between the two adults. The yes. woman with the, the woman with the resting bitch face. I yes. mean, she had <laughs> every every look. She just looked like she stepped in something. <laughs> she's like, she's bitch face, this resting bitch face on the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like touching her and he's like going for her tit and she's just giving this like just stare like it's like she's like gonna turn him to stone. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was silhouetted, so you had to see the popped-up nipple, which is like, come on, man, can we just usually just like, where's the sex? Uh, this one did not do anything for me. No. Maybe it was because it was the guy, the actor. What's his name? Sam Groom? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the thing And they killed Scatman Crothers so off. I mean, they killed the Scatman off. It's just like, come on, he was the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, I, I just expect him to break into everybody wants to be a cat. I mean, I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think if it was uh, just... Lisa Langless, that's who it is. Lisa uh, Langless. Well, the blonde think, girl. Right? The one that shows up naked in his room while his son's out there watching TV. They must have seen the nipples and gone, you know what? You've got some really nice nipples. I think we have to do a scene with those. I know. Just like, we'll have to take a side silhouetted view of your nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Now you take your hand and just brush it over it slightly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very very choreographed sex scene. If the the book was made in 1974 by Herbert, then that would make a lot of sense because in 1974... Um, was the Doctor Who serial, The Talons of Wang Chiang, which is about a giant rat that lived in the sewers of Victorian London. Oh, so cool. somewhat, they must have got, he must, I don't know, it might be vice versa, but I think they might have got the idea for this, for the rats from that. Um, oh. So that's quite interesting. <laughs> and um, I think if it was a toss-up between critters versus rats, I would still be scared of critters because 
they they can just dive bomb you and they can inject you with killer needles. Um, well, then you yeah. had then you had that that, that that what is it that extravaganza in the movie theater with every man <laughs> for himself. Yeah, <laughs> who's going to get bitten on the ankle or the hand first? But they did. But even the extras, but the extras didn't even look like they were in that much of a hurry. There's like, oh, they're just pushing each other. It's like, oh, we need yeah, to get out. Was- we need to get out. There wasn't that huge panic that you normally get. There's more of a panic rabbit, Saint Bernard, you know, Saint Bernard sized rats in the theater, and everybody's all chill. It's like, come on, I can run. When the baby died, I don't know where they filmed it, but I noticed <laughs> when, they, when they dragged, dragged the baby the drag, up the high chair. I noticed they put they put newspaper down in one of the sections, so I thought they they probably didn't want to ruin the carpet or the the new flooring. It must have stayed whatever they were using. Uh, that, was I mean, that that baby and that poor bitch i mean no one liked her because see, no one missed her i think it's just like oh, we're going out for a burger yeah see ya, yeah. yeah and i don't know what's going on in this city but like the the old guys like coming fresh in the day he dies and three days later they found his body like in the middle of the street it's just like what where i mean it's like what's going on in this city and and we haven't even got into the teacher's role here in this film being stalked by a um a a student who turns up at the house and said yeah the landlady let me in and she's just in her knickers yeah what what the hell like no 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 but... Well, it was almost like you can't rape the willing because he looked like he wanted to, but at the same time, he didn't, you know? It's like, make up and your then mind. And the was really cool about it. He was like, yeah, um, oh, well, I'll, ex- like, I'll explain later. And she was like, yeah, you're going to take the, the kid out for a, for a whatever ice it was. Ice cream or something. Yeah, I don't know ice what. cream. Yeah, you carry Excuse on. Excuse me while you're naked with one of your students just coming out of your room while your oh, son's no, watching they're... TV. No. But we knew that. They, they, she didn't know because... He, we knew there was a, she was a student, but he said, uh, "This is my friend." So, and also well, another thing is, is like, the, how long... the, the landlord let him in, in the uh, let let her in the house, but she was dressed at that time. <laughs> she was, she was... <laughs> I, know I, I mean, how long? I mean, how long were they home before he went take a shower? I mean, how? I mean, how long was she just sitting in bed waiting for him to come into? The, I mean, he didn't go into the bedroom at all. He goes and takes a shower. Well, it's a more... comes out and comes out comes out in a towel, completely dry. <laughs> and there's a beautiful blonde waiting for him in his bed, all young and fresh and waiting for him. You know, yeah. Because when the scene ha- when the scene happens, I mean, he's like watching. He's like watching. The kids watching TV, isn't he? And then the, the, the dad walks in, so it's like, how long she been in bed? How does the kids even know that she? You know, it's kind of a weird thing. Kind of a don't know who came up with that idea, but it didn't quite play off. I think that they were trying to like re- uh, rebound off some of the sex that was in the novel because they really didn't have yes. any of that. Because there wasn't anything with, like with the woman who was the nymphomaniac who was also very religious. That was just weird. I don't understand that part, but but you know. And then you had you just there was there was like where they uh, having sex in that one scene and they were on the hill and it was grassy and they slid down. All she had was that one thing. I mean, and it seemed like a lot of the book. Was was about they had a lot of sex scenes in it. There just wasn't any of that that translated into well, the movie. Well, they also changed a lot of the characters around because before, I mean, he's like a college. He's a college teacher, teacher now. Professor is he, work, is he work? Is he a professor in college? Is that what he's doing? He's I don't. I didn't look like a high school. 
Uh, unless he's teaching the unless he's teaching the kids from Greece who all look like they were in their thirties, and that movie was done. <laughs> he doesn't doesn't really doesn't really tell you who what he's teaching or who. All I see is high schoolers around, so I'm assuming he's a high school teacher. Well, it, it just it just reminds me a lot of Dark Shadows, where it's like there's so many open holes in it. It's just like, yeah. it's like they don't like there's nothing finished off. It's like you have these group of kids at the beginning of it and they're partying, and then you know the girl gets killed with the, with her baby brother or sister. Not quite sure what the relationship there was. They go off, and then one by one, you see the other kids get bit or go to the hospital, but you never find out whatever happens to any of these people. So I don't, is there a, you know, they kind of, like, if you read the book, you think, oh, he got bit, so therefore he's he's probably going to die. He's he's probably going to die, but they don't make any, they don't really tell you that. So it's almost like, there's like, there's huge bits of the script that are missing. They're filling it or something. A lot. There, there is, there's, there, there is a, I don't know, continuity is the word I might want to use. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost the flamethrower scenes look quite dangerous, actually. Um, they probably, I, bet, I wonder how many people got hurt during those scenes. Yeah. We just never heard Even, about it. I mean, it was a good <laughs> explosion at the end, but they literally just got out of there before that place blew. Like, yeah. it looked quite close to the bone sort of thing. Um, and I wouldn't have felt safe with a, with that type of flamethrower in front of me. Um, was this still supposed to be? Great Britain, or is it no, supposed to be no, Toronto? It's, it's, no, it's in, it's in America. Or it's Canada. supposed to be the States or Toronto. Okay. Yeah, yeah. USA. Because uh, I, I mean, I think that's part of the problem as well, is lifting the story from an English roots and bring it, giving it this North American setting. Right. So, because instead, different. what we get is like contaminated grain that's, that's made oh. dangerous. Yeah, what, so, that, that was like the, the, the opening was about the sweet corn that's gone. This, well, it does say that James Herbert was not happy with what the filmmakers did to his story. He thought it well, was I terrible and absolute that. rubbish. I can understand that, actually. I mean, it. I mean, I now own a copy that I bought for two ninety nine off Amazon from Spain, but um, I don't think I'll be watching it anytime soon. Just put it yeah. on American <laughs> Amazon for eighty five dollars. Somebody will buy it from you. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of this is kind of we've done a lot. I mean, of course, this our our this our show basically is comparing the book to screen, and I have to say that this has to be the one where there is just nothing so far different. I mean, all we have basically is we got the cinema sequence that's from the book. Yeah, we have train. a we have the train subway. sequence, the subway sequence. And then we got like a little bit of bits and pieces, but all the character, all the characters are totally different. I mean, yeah. the thing is, it's like, you know, because he's not in a stable relationship with some young nymphette, which is probably should have been the blonde girl that was found in bed with him because that, that probably would have made more sense that they were in a relationship. Right, you know, right. Sort of thing. And not her being a teacher. I mean, her right. being a student. And then the health minister is female so that's who he's in love with so that changes that whole thing there because that's supposed to be a guy in the book isn't it because he gets killed by fine he goes he gets fired from his job because the rat attacks come back so in the book he has to go he finds out where they're coming from and that's where he dies in that in that person's house doesn't he right um so so that changed that whole dynamic so it was and then the kid 
I don't know why you had to have a kid. I mean, if there was no, there was no story to that, really. He just had a kid. Yeah. Some random child that he obviously was the sperm donor for at one point or another. Well, he uses a kid to pick up women in parks. So it's like, okay. Basically. Basically. (laughs) And get this. this. I'll tell you how bad this movie is. Who the hell plays hide and seek in the snow? It's pretty easy to find someone when they're hiding in the snow. Just all of that. <laughs> it was a Christmas. It's like playing hide and <laughs> like playing hide and seek on the sand. <laughs> Did you guys know there's a 2002 remake of Deadly Eyes entitled The Rats? I've never seen it, and I couldn't find it. I was just wondering if anybody had seen it. Wondering. No, I haven't. I didn't know there was one. We would have gone for that one if I know. They so. they said it was written by Frank Deasy and directed by Child's Play franchiser writer uh, John Lafia. It was set in New York City. The remake was set to be released in September of two, 2001, but was pushed back for editing due to featuring multiple scenic shots of the World Trade Center in the background because that was nine eleven time. Okay. To be honest, so. maybe maybe it's like Batgirl never released. So. Yeah. So, but, I'd be interested to see what it's like, though, after this one. It can't be any worse than this. No, I, by far, I mean, I've seen some bad movies, or especially they tried to adapt it from the book. But, I mean, this is up there in the top five. <laughs> it really is. I mean, we I mean, we have read books in the past where you watch the movie, but, and the movie would be like, you know, they take a bit to be like, um, the Circus of Dr. Lau and The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau. The book is fantastic, but the movie's fantastic. And yeah. They, and, and or they want or they work they work off each other very well, sort of. Very thing. well. But this this has to be like one of the worst adaptions I've ever seen. It's pretty bad. It's almost like they <laughs> just done. did an outline and no treatment or the story. There's like nothing. Was there a screenplay? Was there anything written for this movie? Or did they say, fuck it, let's just throw it all together. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, they probably got on Wikipedia, looked up the movie, and slapped one together with an eight millimeter or something. Well, it's almost like let's take the set. Let's take the set pieces. Well, we want the set pieces, but we don't want the story. Yeah, that's what it felt like. like that. I mean, it was. I mean, it had its moments. I mean, I found it kind of entertaining. I mean, like, but the girl goes to check on the baby, who's clearly sitting in that high chair forever. That child is totally neglected. It would have probably grown well, up to be Michael Myers at this she gets point. Hot. She gets but she has to smoke a joint before she goes back and checks on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> While everybody's partying in the living room and they want her to go get a burger. Don't worry, she'll be all right by herself. And it's just like fuck the kid in the high chair. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the thing is though, the worst thing about it is that in those group of friends. Is her brother who's p- playing whatever that air guitar, that really yeah. bad song? I don't know where that song came from, but I doubt that was a hit anytime soon. That but, was a hit I know about. But like, I mean, didn't anyone go back to the house and realize like she's dead or not something? There, there's blood everywhere. They've been dragged down to the cellar by puppy rats. You see this cute little baby, and she's looking at the rats, and they look like chihuahuas with fur something on them and tails. You know, it's like they had to have. I mean, how else could they have made them? Well, the worst thing about it is like they're, they're shaking the baby. I mean, 
was the was the high chair tipped over or was it? Yeah, the high standing? chair was tipped over. So it was tipped over. Yeah. So basically, when the when the rats were shaking her, she's like, and then she got and eventually she lies on the floor. What she didn't cry. I mean, it's just like something, some kind of noise. I mean, carried off by rats. Yeah. I mean, that big smudge of blood. And it's like like what Craig just said. It was probably they shot the scene in somebody else's house and they put down the newspaper so they wouldn't fuck up this guy's kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so he might be a valid point, Craig. <laughs> and how much blood was in that kid anyway? I mean, that's a hell of a lot of blood. <laughs> and then she's like goes downstairs and it's like it's the, the screaming. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like, you know, first of all, okay, let's sit there. Okay, you're watching a child. Let's sit there and say, let's sit there and say you just go to the bathroom and come back. Let's sit there and say you're going to be a responsible adult, not like this woman, not like this girl. And now come, you see this blood on the ground, okay? And you're like, and it leads, and basically, you see, we're, obviously, the child dragged down to the basement, right? And there's a lot of blood. Why would you go, Susie, are you down here? <laughs> I need to call the ambulance, and then I'm going to go look for fucking baby Susie before, because there's no way that she made it through this. No, is she bleeding, is she bleeding this much at the top of the stairs? What the hell is she going to look like at the bottom of the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's really, this is not going to win an Emmy or Academy Award or even a fuck me running award at this point. <laughs> it's just funny bad, you know. But it's not even snark- I thought like the movie is like there's the whole story I think goes like around they're going to the mayor is going to put like a new train going from A to B let's say and he's running more around that rather than um, the story you know what I mean well what about the guy going fishing it's the middle of fucking winter where in the hell is he going fishing ice fishing well, he's, I don't know. I mean, he don't wear a fishing hat to go ice fishing with like a bunch of fucking lures on it. I mean, we've no. seen ice fishing. That's part of that's part of our background. You know, right. you're in a snu- you're in a snowmobile suit, <laughs> basically. Oh. and then but, you sit in a cardboard house for like hours and get drunk, and then you might catch something. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah, after after everyone's chainsawed their hole into the ice, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but the things like like oh he just comes back and and no one's wearing you know outside of that park sequence they're not really dressed very warmly are they? I don't know it was it was the oddest thing I've seen this movie I don't I mean I don't think it was a box office smash no I mean it was probably a fun movie to see back in was it nineteen eighty two I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We have shit seen back we then. have seen movies that were like the same time or a bit a bit before that time, and they were they have um, visual effects that were a bit better or, or another way how to solve the story. But in this one, is like I don't know. The rats, were, some rats were not looking really real. You know, it's like and I know I understand it's impossible because at some they didn't have like computers, but at the same time, it's like I don't know, strange. I don't think the rats were that. I thought the rats were kind of cool looking. I mean, I can't totally beat on it. I mean, in ni- I mean, in 1982, these are the films from 1982. Poltergeist, Creepshow, Friday 13th Part 3, Halloween 3, Victor Victoria, Annie, Grease 2, The Dark Crystal. So 
So yeah, I don't. Um, but that was a tough yeah, year to kick anybody's ass in the yeah. movie. The dark we had but, but we had ba- we had basket case coming out that year and stuff like that. But that's where every I, boy learned about sex is basket case. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but basket case is a lot more coherent than this. I don't. Yeah. I mean, this is just kind of an odd thing because. Um, if you look at other films that are coming out of Canada at this time, I mean, they were a lot better than this. I mean, yeah. you had all the David Cronenberg shivers and all that other stuff. Well, when did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Something like 29% or something? And that, 29% I think that, on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. And, that, and that's an overachievement, I think. So. <laughs> they're saying about the lead female, uh, the lead female characters manage to be something relatively rare in a horror film. Women that have sexuality and power, but don't come off like dominatrixes or arch- archetypical slut characters that exist as grist for the nudity mill. <laughs> That's not really, you know, it's not very charming. I, I don't see what Siskel and Ebert said about it. I'm sure Ebert hated it, though. Well, I mean, I mean, I just have to say that she didn't, she didn't give a lot of warmth, did she? Yeah, I like the high school kid better than the than the the lady with the erect nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just talk about having nipples just slap you in the face during a movie. But it's, it, it was winter. <laughs> what do you want? Rats <laughs> oh, out in the winter time. Do rats come out? I mean, it'd been better if it was like spring summertime. Really, it would have made more sense. Yeah, yeah, it would have. I mean, and then they would have the drunks outside a little. I mean, even even drunks in London and New York City, as far as I recall, have a tendency to go inside or have a fire, you know, going or something while they're getting hammered and talking about their shitty lives. <laughs> you know, so who knows? I mean, this the guy, the main guy in this was in a soap opera called The Edge of Night, which tells you how old he is on a, in another world. Is that he Sam Groom? Just, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's a lot of soap, a lot of soap stuff. Yeah. So, I imagine this movie probably ended his film career. Yeah, pretty much. I, did, I've yeah. seen him in like like TV made for TV movies kind of things. I remember his face in, in a few movies. He shows up quite a bit. And like those old, the older Baker TV, ABC things, you know. That yeah, this was, his la- this was his last film role, so I'm pretty sure this movie killed his career. <laughs> yeah, his agent probably said, fuck it after this. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. I mean, the blonde-haired girl was in a, another movie that came out a year later. The same year, actually. 1984. Happy birthday to me as well. Yeah, but she was in 1984 too, so that'd be three movies. That so at least she, 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 yeah. she did some culty films that were quite decent. She did some, yeah, yeah, she did some culty stuff. That's a good way to put it. So. But I mean, I like the movie posters because the movie poster makes it look really interesting, you know? It's like, and anybody who read the book was probably slightly disappointed, I'm sure. Like, look at Craig. I, I don't, Craig I don't think, I don't, like I don't. I, I don't think they were slightly disappointed. I think probably they were. I wonder, why they, I wonder why they changed the name and called it Deadly Eyes. No, the rats just that. doesn't sound maybe horrific enough. Who knows? <laughs> Deadly Eyes, Deadly a little more mystique Yeah. They, should, they just should have called it Stupid People. Yeah. Really. Stupid People getting killed by cannibalistic rats. Yeah. From New I mean, Guinea. There's no reason, but there's no rats from even, New Guinea. <laughs> they, they were, I mean, they weren't even rats from New Guinea. They were just like regular street rats that basically just ate bad, bad grain. 
bad grade that they were going to send to a third world country to help feed them. <laughs> yeah. So, they could have called nice. it poison poverty. So I guess the best thing to do is let's rate this movie. So starting with you, Leandro, what do you rate Deadly Rats? Uh, two. <laughs> I've never heard a two out of Leandro ever. <laughs> no, that was good. I was going to say one, but that's the one. All right, let's give them a a bit of. Uh... <laughs> let's lift it up a bit for. <laughs> Yeah. The baby <laughs> what about yourself, Craig? What do you rate this? Uh, I'll give it three rats out of five. Okay. And Vicky? I'll give it a three just for dead babies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so going nobody with ever does dead babies in movies, so you got to give the guy a little cred for back then. I would have given it a three if we could see the baby being dragged off by the rats. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we got but, gypped um, a little bit. Yeah, we got gypped a little bit there. I'm going to give it a two. I mean, the thing is, it I it was I I was able to watch it without like wandering, like I tend to do. I didn't pick up my phone and start wandering off or go. Oh, I'll cook dinner in the middle of making watching this movie. <laughs> I didn't do that. So, so it kept, so it did keep my interest a little bit. So I'll give yeah, it, a it two. did a little bit. I was kind of hoping it would get a little more. I don't know. I was expecting more gore. I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting something more along the lines of Willard or Ben because they were done really well when we had the rats coming. Those were well done, done actually. Yeah. I don't know. Probably if I would have seen it in, in uh, find it easier. You know, like as Vicky said, I couldn't find it in, in Amazon. I couldn't find it in English in YouTube. In YouTube. Probably if I would have said in the original language and better like uh, quality, uh, no, Leandro, I would have given a three for the story. Landro, I saw it on DVD with a cleaned up print, and it was in English. And trust me, you gave it, it wasn't any better. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, if anything, the rats looked even worse. Probably cleared up. I mean, I hate this. There's a blue. Apparently, there's a Blu-ray of this coming out, which I don't think it's going to do. It's not going to do it any mm-hmm. favors. So I think. But people really, it's an expensive disc to purchase for some reason. Somebody likes it. Um, well, I, I think it's because um, it went off market, but I think yeah. I think Shout, I think Shout or one of those are coming out with a special Blu-ray of this. So I imagine it probably, I have this book, right? And then here it says from the multi-million copy bestseller. So probably that's why all the people think, oh yeah, the movie, let's go and um, Watch it and then, well, yeah. then they realize. <laughs> well, usually the movie comes first and then people, oh, I got to read the book, you know, or people like us that read Stephen King. Oh, now we can go watch the movie. So I think it might have been a little ass backwards. You never know. Yeah. What about, um, so doing a reflection of season five, um, Kings of Horror, which movie did you think was the best that we covered the, this season? Oh. And I'll start with Vicky because she's she always is flabbergasted and she's quite funny to call him first. Because I, I knew you were going to do this shit to me today and I didn't write down nothing. That's like, fuck you. <laughs> but, uh, oh God, some of the best movies. Oh. 
Yeah, most of the movies we covered were great. Like, well, Ghost Story wasn't near as good as the book. Battle Royale, I thought, was really well done. But after you watch, I watched the, uh, I watched it with the subtitles in the English, and I just couldn't take it. So I had to watch it with the Japanese and just read because it made more sense to me like that. Yeah. But I mean, I really loved that movie. I don't know why. I just did. But I mean, I enjoyed a lot of everything we did. What else did we do this year besides that? We did um, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, love Little Brie. Shop of Horrors. I mean, I love both. Did, did they really want in? What was that? Yeah. Dead Zone, Nightbreed. I love right Nightbreed. I love all that stuff. I mean, you can't, you know, let the right one in. That was a fantastic. I would think it was sick. Traveling, but that was an excellent read, and that was an excellent movie. I, I love the movie. Mm. That that one was really good. I forgot about let the right um, right one in because that was just a really weird vampire story. It just was. It had, it had all the. Child, the, it uh, wasn't typical. You had child abuse and weird shit going on, and well, the, the book had the pe- uh, pedophilia and all that going on. Yeah, that you could tell <laughs> that was going on. And the drunks and the and the woman well, he being had it coming. And her throwing her throwing herself out the window and all the other stuff going on. So yeah, I don't know. I love all the magic. I like. There's something about I don't know. Other this book. I mean, this movie really was. I mean, it was bad, but. I mean, I just the Masters of Horror. I mean, just the title it says it all. I mean, we're here because we love it, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part. And I mean, there's always something good, even if it's funny, you know. Like we just, you know, beat the piss out of this one. But I mean, there's at least that's a positive, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the, what? Like the, that that vampire story was really a good read. And what about yourself, Craig? What's the, what's your favorite movie that we covered this in um, um, Kings of Horror? I'm going to say Dead Zone because it gave me goosebumps. That really was good, though. Yeah. I love Christopher Walken. He, there's just something about, I don't know what it is. He's not, it's not his uh, good looks or whatever, but he has just some kind of charisma about him that he just brings to a film. And two, really two for 180s, I liked um, The Lady in White and Killer Clowns. I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. There's some really good things. We covered a lot of good stuff this year. I can't believe we're wrapping up another year. Oh my god! Another year, fast. But what about yourself, Leandro? What was your favorite film for the Kings of Horror? Uh, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's hard because it's not that we have done all it. All movies about vampires or all movies about the same. They're different. But I think I would keep. I would say with um, Ghost Story. Because I've never seen a movie be- with Fred Astaire before. Um, they- it was cool. Um, that actress, I don't know the name, but Alice Creed. She-, she has a really good uh, face of a terror movie. <laughs> I love her movies. She's, Sorry, just, she's, she's good as a villainess. <laughs> she's good as a heroine. She's just she's a well accomplished actress. I mean, she's well rounded. She, and she did a Star Trek movie, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Well, I would, yeah, I would keep with that movie. I know I, I like love her in Silent Hill. Is it Silent Hill? She's the bad guy in Silent Hill. Yeah, she's in that as well. She's just a, a filthy vermin, disgusting death pit in that movie. I just love her. I think my favorite movie probably is going to be Let the Right One In for this season. It's only because 
But is it the, is it my favorite adaption? Probably not. I think I always think I would love to see a, a faithful adaption to the book of Let the Right One In, but I don't think that's ever going to happen because that there's that would get an X rating probably. Probably. But I think I think that's my favorite movie. That or Battle Royale. I like Battle Royale a lot. I, I, I love Battle, Battle Royale, Royale, but not when they're doing the English. That I, I don't know who they found to do the voice the voiceovers and that. But I mean, I was going nuts. I mean, because they yeah. it, it just drove me crazy. It's just better to watch that one with the original Japanese language and read the subtitles. It makes so much, the movie so much better that way. If you've got the patience anyway to do it that way. Well, this brings us to the end of the Literary License Podcast. Kings of War Season 5. Next month, we'll be starting America Goes Dark, and we'll be starting our American Goes Dark season with Whatever Happened to Baby Jane by Henry Farrell and the 1964 film starring Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Um, next week, we'll be covering our Make Remake, which will be King Kong from 1933 and King Kong from 2004, the Peter Jackson remake. And we'll be... Coming to a close, the 80s, our two-for-one, will be covering American Gothic, starring Yvonne DiCarlo from The Monsters, and Rod Steiger from Amityville Horror, and Motel Hell. And, of course, we'll be, cover- we'll be finishing off our Dark Shadows, which will be our third from the end of our Dark Shadows coverage. And we'll be totally finished with Dark Shadows, covering all 1,241 episodes of it. So before we before we say goodnight, it's goodnight for myself. Good night, Vicky. Good night, everybody. Take care of each other. Good night, Craig. Good night, everyone. Good night, Leandro. Good night, everyone. And we'll see you next week for King Kong. Next week.